Gordon, hello. You're joining us for the, the last podcast of Conversations in Music. That's a Daz and Dave edition, season one. Uh, due to technical difficulties with the last recording, the intention was to split episode 15 into two parts. And due to error on, of my own, we lost number 16. So we've managed to get the band back together to conclude the Hollywood 100. So please join Darren, Mark, Alan and myself as we run through the last few albums, that's the uh, W's through to the Z's. Darren and I are going to throw in another five albums ourselves to make up the 100. And look, there might be a bit of a shock here. Mark is going to change one of his selection. Uh, please leave any comments that you have on our Facebook page. The links for this are in the show notes. And look out for season two, which is going to be coming fairly soon um, with a new format and a new brand. But before that, please enjoy this podcast. Okay, here we go now. We're on the last leg, guys. Um, we've just completed the Vs. We're now into the Ws. So, Mark, um, your double, your first W. Uh, my first W. Uh, sorry, good afternoon, Chance. How are you all? Yeah. Oh, well, good. <laughs> you keep it all right. Good, good, good. Uh, my first W is Fisherman's Blues by the Water Boys. Um, so it's the Water Boys. And um, this came out in '88, I believe. And uh, I guess they're a band that are quite close to my heart. Uh, you know, the, the Scottish Irish connection. You know, hands across the water, and something that resonated with me when I first came over to Scotland. Uh, when I came over in oh, all those years ago, twenty-seven, twenty-eight years ago, uh, to to uni, and um, you know, I picked this one up. I had it on tape originally. Then I had it in CD. I just think it's 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 absolutely glorious from uh, front to back. I think you have you know the song itself, Fisherman's Blues, and a bang on the ear. I can relate to that one. Um, Strange boat and um, there's there's a the stolen child, which is um, actually from a WB Yeats poem. Who who um oh, right. who I'm, I'm very keen on as well. And they do a good, you know, we were talking about cover versions um, off, offline. Uh, I, I think the Sweet Thing by Van Morrison is on this as well. Uh, it's a lovely rendition of it. So that's why it's in the top 100. One, one reason being it's, um, yeah, it, it conjures up many great memories of, of being in Dundee at university. And the uh, second reason is it's just from front to back. It's a great album. Well, that's good. Tell me, did you have any other um, of, of their albums towards the top? Because I, I, I personally would have plumped for this one, but I know they would have probably Dream Harder would have yeah. been a, a good, uh, a close second for me. Uh, I, I would have had, I wasn't too keen on Room to Roam, but uh, This is the Sea was uh, back in, I think it was back in 84, 85. 85, yeah. This is the Sea, yeah, it was a great album as well. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot. I thought it was raw. This was more commercial. I think Fisherman's Blues is a lot more commercial. Mike Scott, though, is um, he's, he's he's a bit of an underrated genius, and he's done done so many duets with with so many other uh, artists. Um, he's incredibly understated, and um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's doing now. Anybody know what he's doing now? He's still Who he's been recorded. He's been recording. He's the, the new album came out. Um, he's got his own studios yeah. and. Um, was it? I think they've now had 
85, 86 people who've guested or played on their um, various albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just to you, you said that Fishman Blues was a bit was more commercial. I'd probably just twist that a little bit and say it's probably just a bit more accessible for a, a wider audience. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, and of course, people who aren't familiar with uh, Fisherman's Blues or any of the songs off it, you can you hear it coming up in in, in some films like Goodwill Hunting and oh, right. uh, one of my favourite films, Waking Ned. You ever watch that? Waking Ned about a an old guy that wins the lottery, cops his whack when he finds out he's won won the lottery, <laughs> and uh, the Great. village chip in to to con the, uh, the the lotto man uh, to claim the money. Worth a watch. Cracking film. Yeah. Cracking and I believe Liam Manley, uh, he's uh, Hot House Flowers, mm-hmm. lead singer of the Hot House Flowers, also plays keyboards. He, he's involved in this album as well. Right. Good so, stuff. Yeah, their new album which came out last year was called Good Luck Seeker. Um, one of my mates from Tammy really rates them. Uh, it says, great album. Um, I think I've only got, this is the Sea and Fisherman's Blues. Um, but uh, I did like the the version of Hole of the Moon. Yeah. So yeah. I did like the Hole of the Moon. Um, so I'm thinking of a cover version by somebody else of that. Um, yeah, well, actually, I talk about Hot Ice Flowers. Uh, a couple of summers ago, um, Van the Man was playing lo- local to me at a big country estate uh, house um, called Rest Park in, in Bedfordshire and um, it, we were supported by um, Hot House Flowers and also the Water Boys um, and uh, yeah I really enjoyed uh, you know both those bands but I was really impressed with Mike Scott yeah. I've not seen them live before I really enjoyed it um, so yeah, the whole evening was 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 enjoyable, apart from the price of the beer, um, oh. uh, which I think I might have mentioned before. Um, so I had to watch it sober. So I don't. Know. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, it's a band I really should be exploring more. Um, and um, but yeah, I really I really like the Waterboys. It's a band that I absolutely need to explore more. I think all I'm aware of is obviously when I early 90s was it Hole of a Moon was a big song, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Overplayed now, in my opinion. Every time I hear that song now, I'm thinking, oh, I don't like it. But I've never explored any more of the Water Boys. Like you say, a couple would pop up on soundtracks. I've looked in the past and thought, oh, it's them. But I don't own an album and I need to, don't I? That's easily remedied. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite track, um, I think, is, is it, Mark, you might be able to correct me, is it Old England? Old yeah. England is dying. Old England is dying, yeah. No, that's I, a I don't really think it's good. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's one of their best, yeah, that's one of their best tunes. I, I don't think it's on, it's not on Fisherman's Blues. No, it's um, not. Um, but yeah, Old, Old England is dying. It's an absolute belter. I'd say it's their best song. I think song. it's on This Is The Sea. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which I only have on CD. Um, yeah, but that's a really good track and um, sort of tugs at the heartstrings. Actually, quite a, quite a really uh, emotional song. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a could, great, he, uh, great songwriter. 
Yeah, you could you could <laughs> you could say it kind of relates to old England at the minute. You know, old England is dying, but yeah, you, know, uh, you, you just wonder what, whatever next. Um, mm-hmm. No, this is the sea is is, is great, but um, yeah, the whole of the moon is off that old England. Um, this is the sea itself, the title track, and um, don't don't bang the drum. I think is the is the opener mm-hmm. on it. But yeah, Fisherman's Blues pipped it to the post. I just, I, I, I just love listening to Strange Boat. That's my favorite on the, the album. That, that's all it that matters. And, uh, yeah, it's Fisherman's Boat. Is... Goodbye, Mark. Is it? If I was to buy my first Water Boys album, yeah, I'd go for that one. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. It's got a great cover as well, as you can see. Yeah. Nice. People at home. <laughs> <laughs> For all those watching it in black and white, the yellow's, yellow's behind the blue. <laughs> For all those watching in black and white, this cover is green with a black and white photo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're we're moving on now, and um, not sh- quite interestingly, we've got a uh, second person from this family uh, who appears in our list, and it's um, Willie Nelson. Yeah. So Willie, Willie Nelson, I, I've always had a soft soft spot for um, country, probably because I was persecuted with it as a as a young lad listening to. It was called Boyneside Radio. Um, my dad would have it on every Saturday and Sunday morning, and a guy called Big O, and not not Roy Orbison, a guy called Big O. He was a local guy from Newry. Used to host the show, and he would put on some god awful music like Susan McCann. Um, and who who else would there be? Um, uh, the names will come to me. But uh, in between all of that, there'll be some decent country stuff as well from the states. And Willie Nelson, I just think he's got such a an addictive voice. And um, I I got Stardust randomly. Um, found it found it in a record store in um, uh, where was it? In York. Uh, I visited York for the first time and I found this little record shop and uh, Stardust was there second hand, got it for about four quid. Listened to it and loved it. And and, and the reason why I love it is it's 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 Willie Nelson, but he's singing everybody else's tracks. So it's almost like his homage to, to really good songs. Uh, and if you want to get into Willie Nelson or if you want to break gently into country and, and, and really good tunes, then I, I would recommend this. Um, George on my mind is on it. Right. Uh, Unchained melody. Uh, my my favorite is September song. Uh, I love it. And Moonlight in Vermont. Uh, and there's a bit of George Gershwin in there, and Ira Gershwin, uh, someone to watch over me. Um, this uh, he, he had so many albums. This is his twenty older. I think um, I'm just bringing a wiki up. It's his twenty second studio album. But for me, it's one of my favorites because it's his favorite songs him singing it and he just does it so beautifully you know you talk about doing cover versions and what's your favorite of all time and uh, um when i think of covers i think of joe cocker and with a little help from my friends but this has just got a bundle of great covers on it and uh he just puts his his mark on on each of them so stardust by willie nelson is is in there produced by booker t jones um, so actually, sorry, going sorry, down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good for it. Um, 
Mark, this triggers uh, uh, an interesting thought to me that uh, something I became aware of, and good friend Mark Drennan in Belfast made me aware of this, is the popularity of country and country and western in Ireland. And I'm talking about the island of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, so I, I some people give you an absolute bollocking for saying country and western. So I, I did say I, both. I just did say both because yeah, yeah, they, they both are yeah. covered. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and so many jokes are in there as well. So I, I call it country. Um, oh, who let the dogs out? That's it's not, it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> and, uh, country is country is absolutely massive in Ireland. You have you have so many you know, local. Um, you've so so much local talent um, with country music, and it's all based loosely on our, our cousins in America. Right. Uh, I've always fancied going to the Grand Old Opry and, and seeing some of these some of these guys for the whole, for a hoedown. But yeah, it's it's as big as I mean, God, what was that song that stuck in my head? It was ridiculous. Wagon Wheel was it Wagon Wheel? Oh. I remember going back to Ireland before COVID. All right. And everybody was everyone was singing it. It was in the charts. It was number one for weeks, and everywhere you went, this song was playing. Yeah. And Just, um, I, I think that's the case, though, isn't it? If you've got one of the, the big stars coming over from, from Ireland, then whether in Belfast or Dublin, the, the tickets sell out very quickly. And very often the, the artists are obliged to stick on, well, obliged, they can stick on more days and, and get a nice long weekend in Dublin or Belfast. Yeah. When I think of country as well, I think of my father. You know, he was he was big into um, Irish country singers. And we our, our own local lass was called Susan McCann. Who was the guy? Joe Dolan. That's the other guy I was thinking of. Right. Anybody remember him? No. Joe Dolan. No. no. Joe Dolan. Philomena Begley. No. <clears throat> Didn't think so. Goodbye. <laughs> still me. Yeah, and there was, there was a guy called Dicky Rock, I think, as well, and, uh, and of course the guy who sang Wagon Wheel, Nathan Carter, is mm. is huge. He's absolutely huge in Ireland. Fantastic. But uh, not a not a patch on Willie Nelson. And he's still he's still releasing albums as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah still on the go. Yeah, I was a couple of years ago, my kids were well, it might even be a year ago, but my kids were playing a video game. Um Red Dead Redemption, I think it was, and there was a song in the background, like a, on the soundtrack of the game. I thought that sounds a lot like Willie Nelson. And it was, and it was a new song he'd written for the game just a couple of years ago. So as well as releasing albums, he's moved into the digital world as well. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah a lot of a lot of artists do that. Actually, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know about. No. I think yeah. there's a couple of guys yeah, connected with um, uh, the band called My Life Story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, they 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 do quite a bit of you know stuff for games and also films. That you, you, you wouldn't know about. No, I think um, obviously one of the most famous ones is um, the guys from Devo, My Mother's oh. Bow, is it? Oh, My yeah. Um, they, wrote, they wrote the theme tune to a very uh, famous cartoon series. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Fair to have a guess? Uh, the Sim I, Simpsons. Wacky Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons, yeah. The Simpsons. <laughs> Oh, okay, that was going to be my second guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ten marks to David. 
Guys, I've known Willie Nelson, but I couldn't. Well, you'd recognise him instantly. Recognisable. I recognise the name. Yeah. um, New album coming out this year. I recognise the songs. But there's a new album coming out this year. Oh right, okay. Um, Yeah, I'll. I recognise the songs, song names. Um, I've just been looking at that on the list, and. yeah, it's probably something I should uh, get again. Uh, look into you know, country music. I mean, I don't know James Taylor's sort of country, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. First aid kit yeah, qualifiers uh, country. So you know, it's yeah, uh, it's I'm a broad, not broad a, spectrum. Yeah, Alison Crows, Union Station. Mm. Yeah, Guys okay, Brooks, uh, another big, another big uh, name in, in Ireland. I was just going to mention, we talked about Garth Brooks on a former podcast as well. We had a, a country star in her own right. Sarah Yeo was on one of our early podcasts. Oh, yeah. Big, big fan of Willie Nelson. Um, and she also, I mentioned Garth Brooks, and she said, oh, yeah, he's still massive as well, yeah. More in America. The cause, the cause like country? Um, or more traditional Irish? I don't know. I suppose. Maybe, more traditional maybe Irish country music. pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and of course, our Sarah Yo, friend of the podcast, she nominated um, Willie's son's album by Lucas Nelson. Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Which, which is in this list as well. Which I still yeah. haven't listened to, and I must because it sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it's a good Nobody listen. To listen to. Look, that's great. So we'll move on from the Nelson family. Um, we're going on to Al Macca and uh, one of his. One of his bands, Wings. Yeah, I know it's another contentious uh, thing to say, but um, Lennon McCartney, he's your favourite. Uh, I would say just because I'm, I'm into melodies, I, I just have a, a real preference for Paul McCartney. He, he gets a bit of a hard time at times. I think you know he's going strong and he's still a formidable force in, in, in pop and rock. I especially loved his breakaway band, uh, wings. I, I thought they were a huge, hugely talented bunch of individuals committing some great songs and band on the run is easily uh, my favourite of their albums. I love the cover, uh, I love the tunes on it, uh, I love the memories it conjures up as well. Uh, you'll notice that there is a, a theme going through my top 100 that there's always a, a memory to attach to the album. I'm sure that um, resonates with you guys as well when you, when you listen yeah, to something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the front cover is particularly impressive. You know, you've got all these guys like um, Joe Conti, Michael Parkinson, Christopher Lee, etc., etc. You get points at the end if you can name them all. And yeah, this came out the year I was born, 1973. And uh, the, the theme tune, sorry, the theme, the title track, uh, Band on the Run, is, is absolute belter. Um, they do have, do have other great albums like Red, Red Rose Speedway, Venus and Mars, but. This, this for me is is um, hands down the, the the best of the albums. You've also got Jet, Let Me Roll With It, um, and uh, Bluebird. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I love I love the, uh, the the fact that he came out of the Beatles and they record, recorded. You know, we, needless to say, some of the greatest music of all time, and were so consistently brilliant for seven eight years. And then for him to jump away from that, and I'm sure that was traumatic in itself, and to go it alone, take that chance, knowing that he would be 
under the spotlight, um, I, I'd say George Harris and Ringo were, you know, they, there wasn't as much pressure on these guys, but Lennon and McCartney to go it alone. Um, and I think McCartney got a bit of the blame for, for splitting the Beatles. So, he, he did um, bear the blame for it, yeah. It was, yeah, it was him and the others, Yeah, yeah, the knives were out for him. So people wanted to see him fail. And uh, he he defied he defied that. So if you listen to Wynn's greatest hits, there are so many. Uncle Al- 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 Albert Admiral Halsey, uh, Jet, as I mentioned, uh, uh, let him in. The, oh, the yeah. list the list goes on. Just uh, what a talent! And uh, yeah, if if you're going to get a beat, a Wynn's album for the first time, get banned on the run. And, and sticking you know, very positively with you know the, the music and in particular the band on the run the the track itself I mean there's a I don't know what the the name is but there's obviously a number of epic pop songs which are so much broader than a three minute uh, ditty you know you've, you've got yeah. obviously you've got this you've got Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody you've got the likes of uh, music by John Miles or MacArthur Park which are these sort of these songs, which might last five minutes, they're changed several times. Um, the, the keys are changed, the, the tunes, the, 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 it's, they're just great. And I remember hearing Band on the Run when it came out and being completely blown away by it. Yeah, it's it's a tr- it, it's like a day in the life. Yeah. Uh, when they did a day in the life. So it's almost like two or three stories in between. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, there's one line in it, the butter wouldn't melt, so I'll put it in the pie. And there's someone who sounds like John Cleese. I'm not sure if he does a cameo, oh. but it, it sounds very like John Cleese coming into it, like Basil Fawlty. Uh, the, 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 the song Band on Their Own was, they say it was inspired by something George Harrison said um, during, a, during a, a meeting the Beatles had. Um, not sure what it was entirely about, but that's where he got the name from. Something that yeah. Mr. Harrison said once. And geez, I've got Ginger Baker's on percussion. Really? Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I think it was mostly McCartney. He did a lot of the the, the instruments anyway on the album. Um, and obviously he's got Denny Lane in there. But you, you did yeah. have, um, must have been, had a chance to meet up with Ginger and, and do something. It's really good. Well, you know, you know you're on a good thing if Ginger Baker's playing the drums. Yeah, hundred percent. And who was Denny Lane? Is that any inspiration for Penny Lane? No, he was. Um, he was loyal. a guitarist, wasn't he? He was a guitarist, loyal, loyal, uh, loyal to to Paul, and he lived about three, four miles away from where I grew up. Ah, okay. And I'll tell you some day about when Paul McCartney nearly ran me over, but that's for another time. <laughs> oh yeah. Is it? Are you sure that's not for now? No, it's not for now. Um, we've got to crack on, guys. <laughs> three three, yeah, he, three um, songs has taken us 23 minutes. So he was um, <laughs> in the Moody Blues before. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Guitarist of the Moody Blues. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alan, did you ever see Wings? I remember seeing them at Wembley Arena. No, never seen them. Um, but again, this is one of my favourite go-to albums. I remember buying it, um, you know, when it originally came out, and uh, then a few years ago they, they brought out a white vinyl uh, version. I mean, the cover, as you say, is iconic. All yeah. you know, the people on there: uh, Christopher Lee, uh, John Conte, Parky, 
Um, and um, it, it, it's just one, as you say, it's, just, it's one of those those albums where the tracks just flow into each other. Yeah. And um, I mean, as as Mark said, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a Wings album, then this has got to be the one which I think where you, you know you start if you've never heard. Um, I'd be surprised if most people, you know, haven't um, heard of Paul McCartney, but they might not recognise the you know the the term Wings. Um, but yeah, great album. And um, you mentioned you know. Mark said, you know, he's such a proficient guy. Uh, and his latest album, Three, um, Paul McCartney Three, the solo album, which he's produced um, in lockdown, um, is absolutely fantastic. And, and I, can't, I can't recommend that, that one highly enough. But um, I mean, the bloke, the bloke is, a, is a genius, you know, he's a songwriting genius. And um, uh, they don't come along very often. Uh, I think we're lucky to be, um, to you know, to be born in a period where we can appreciate this this, yeah. this kind of uh, fantastic popular music, and uh, we yeah. shouldn't take that for granted. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the line with the butter wouldn't melt, so put it in the pie is actually from Uncle Ar Albert Admiral Halsey. My apologies. The, 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 the line that I was thinking about was um, in the song Man on the Run, if I, if I ever get out of here, I thought of giving it all away to a registered charity. All I need is a pint a day if I ever get out of here. I think I, I think that most days when I'm at work. <laughs> Darren, were you going to add something? Yeah, I was only going to say, I, you know, I've, I've gutted to say I've not heard Band on the Road, but I do have these two in my collection. I've got London Town and At the Speed of Sound. Speed of Sound, yeah. Um, yeah. But, I've not heard Band on the Run, so I need that's something I need to get on to. You do, you do. At least um, give it a Spotify <laughs> listen, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, even the cover is brilliant. So can you name all all of the guys on it? They, they look like they're breaking out of a prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, points for each of them. So I've named. I've, I've already said Parkinson and John Conte and Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah there are another. Three, I believe. I'm just having a look at it. With the exception of McCartney and Linda. Yeah. And I think Danny Lane's there as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's done all right. Considering he did the frog chorus, he's pulled it, pulled it back, hasn't he? I, I love the frog chorus. I'll not hear anyone does the frog chorus. No, you're a big fan. Just be released. They just re released that on 7 inch. So he wrote that for, I think yeah. he wrote that for his daughter, uh, Stella. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. I believe he wrote it for her. Brilliant. Nice touch. So I can see yeah. Clem can I see Clement Freud in there? Yeah, Clement Freud's one, yeah. I need to have a look now if you're all looking. Linda. There's, there's Kenny Lynch. Kenny Lynch, yep. Yeah. One more to go. Famous, famous actor. Oh yeah, the American the, actor the was in a lot of war movies. The guy standing at the back, whose name escapes me, um, Lee Cootley, Mr. Coburn, Lee James Coburn, James Coburn. Okay. Uh, That's okay. the boy. Ah, they'll put me looking it up now. We got them all. Yeah, nice one. A right rabble. Yeah. Okay, look, Mark, you, you have on. brought us through uh, ninety-five albums. Uh, we've gone through the list of ninety-five, and then. 
Darren and I are going to throw in uh, another five. But before we do that, um, Darren and I would like to give you a chance to make <laughs> one trade. Do you want? Is there is there one you'd like to to bring in? And uh, of course, there needs to be some jeopardy about this, so you need to drop one from the list if you want to bring one in. Oh hell's bells! Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, there is one I'd love to bring in, uh, but I'm not sure which one I I, I drop out. Um, maybe maybe drop out. I'm going to get a smack in the head, a virtual smack in the head from <laughs> Mr. Turner here. Uh, <laughs> drop out Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah. Eastward of Melody Nelson. Oh. I listen I to that. I really like it, but. Uh -huh. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, no, oh, what, would, what would it do? No, 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 no. Just uh, gives a wee chance here, and I don't want to. I don't want to drop out any of the. Uh, Look, uh, the, the the others that people have chosen. You know what? This will be the first one. Though. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just looking through here. First, the first to come. Uh, Johnny Cash, Live at Folsom Prison. Right. That's worth sacrificing. That finishes a hundred. A hundred and first. Okay. Wow, this is gonna be a good tune. Good album, man. Okay. Yeah, so, the, the, what are you gonna come up with then? What are you gonna put in here? Well, I, I, I'm only sorry I didn't uh, think of this, Lassie, um, when I was going through my list all those years ago when we started this off. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, I listened to it recently, and um, it's it's Tracy Chapman, her self-titled debut album, uh, Tracy Chapman. Just uh, poetry in motion, it really is, and poetry in, in music. What a talented... Uh, young lady. I don't know what age she was when she um, released this album. It was around 1988. Uh, she looked like the cover, she looked like in her, in her late teens or early early 20s. But to write such um, powerful um, tunes uh, was, especially when there was a lot of, a lot, a lot underlying that was her, her personal life and uh, you know, it, it related to South Africa and apartheid as well. Uh, talking about a revolution, fast car, yeah, baby, can I hold you? Which has been covered so many times. Um, it, it's it's a it's so so beautiful. Um, I have to say, my my favorite on that is uh, a track called "For My Lover." Wow. And uh, and across the lines, that would be those would be the two favorites on on that album for me. Wonderful, Alan. Is, uh, I don't know what else to say to it. It's, what, just, it's just a beautiful yeah, album. Yeah, I bought it. Um, um, when did it come out again? Eighty-eight, uh, I think. Eighty-eight, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can just yeah. Uh, April eighty-eight. Um, back then, uh, I was really into buying CDs. You know, that got my maybe I've got my first CD player in eighty-five. Um, so I was heavily into buying CDs. I do remember buying this, and um, obviously the, the 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 hit off this was Fast Car. Yeah. Um, um, you know, it's a, a really nice. Uh, she's acoustic guitar, and she's. I think she, she plays it all. I don't. I don't think. I can't remember now. There's any other musicians playing on that. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, she was different. Um, and uh, it was, I think, refreshing to see that sort of, you know, you know that sort of music. And um, uh, talking about a revolution, that's a cover version. That's a cover version of the Beatles, isn't it? Is that one? No, that, that's that's just revol revolution. 
Ah, right. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. That now. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the, I think um, these these songs are all penned by herself. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, she had uh, she got a, a a really unique voice, and uh, I think that's what you know grabbed me, swept me in. Um, I can't think I've played it recently. Um, uh, but yeah, she was certainly of you know something different uh, back yeah. in those times in '88. She picked up she picked up three Grammys for this. There were seven nominations in total for that one right. album. She got right. um, just reading here. She the the Grammy for um, best female pop vocal performance was Fast Car, best contemporary yeah. folk album, and best new artist. Yeah, I um, I actually saw her live once. Um, at the Nelson Mandela 70th birthday tribute at Wembley Wembley Stadium. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and she she definitely played that track. Uh, I have to say, I have to likewise to mention this album. I have to give a shout out to uh, Alassie. He lived in the same street as me. He actually um, enlightened me with this uh, particular album. A girl called Athena McCavitt. She gave me a lend of this album many moons ago. Obviously, 1988. She just bought it. And she said, have a listen to that. And I did. And that was it. Had to go out and get it myself. Big shout out to Athena. Thank you, Athena. Living summer, summer, living summer in Englandshire. Excellent. So here we go then. We're now going to come up with uh, some uh, put-ins by Darren and myself. So Darren, take us away. Okay, no worries. So we've got a dog barking in the background again. So if it gets too much, we can move on to you. <laughs> sure. Let's see how we get. Um, so what have I got first? So Massive Attack uh, was one I wanted to add. An album called Blue Lines by a band called Massive Attack. Um, a band from Bristol. Um, came out, was part of a kind of trip-hop scene around early 90s, probably 1991, I think, something like that. And a member of the band himself said about the making of the album that they were lazy Bristol twats. <laughs> um, and that's how they kind of viewed themselves. And it was actually Naina Cherry who sort of, well, apparently kicked their asses, according to the band. And Nana Cherry got them up and working and in the studio. And they came up with this complete masterpiece, in my view. Um, the I guess the big famous song on it is Unfinished Sympathy, which has been used in many a, many a movie, many a soundtrack. But it just starts with uh, a song called Safe From Harm, moves on to a song called One Love and straight into Blue Line, the title track of the album. And it's one of those albums you can just lie back, relax, chill, and just enjoy. Um, for me, it was, I guess, what was I there, 19? So probably in my 1920s, it was that one of those albums I just had to play all the time. Um, does anyone know it? Anyone aware of Massive Attack? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got, them. yeah. I've got Mezzanine. I don't have Blue right. Lines, though. I've got Mezzanine because I, I fell in love with the song Teardrop. But um, oh, yes. look at look at a blue lines. I, I, yeah, I I recognise unfinished sympathy and and safe from harm. I recognise those two tracks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Mark. I remember playing uh, you know that that album you just mentioned. What did you say? It was it again? Uh, mezzanine. Mezzanine. Yeah. Two years later, I think that one. Yeah. Uh, if you've never heard Blue Lines and you like that, <laughs> then you're in for a real treat. Yeah. I highly recommend a listen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I Teardrop. Was Teardrop featured in, was it 
Snatch or Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or something like that. Yeah. One of their Guy Ritchie films. And I think that kind of opened them up to a whole new audience, actually, as well, then. I, I first heard Teardrop on a... Do you remember you used to make tips for people? Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and sometimes your girlfriend would make a tip for you and you'd think you were the, the greatest thing since sliced bread when she handed you a tip of all her favourites. And then you'd realise half of them were shit. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. they were all they were all gushy. Um, this was on it, and I loved it absolutely. There, there were two. She did this tape for me. Now my ex-wife. She's ever listening. Big hello. <laughs> uh, there were two, two songs on it. Teardrop was one, and a different corner by George Michael. Oh. And um, I, I heard these two songs in this particular um, compilation she she gave me in the early days. And yeah, I I explored. Massive attack after that, and that's when I bought mezzanine. But I'll definitely give Blue Lines a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're in for such a treat. I'd love to know your thoughts on it as well when you've had a listen. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, you... I'll, I'll, I need to get that as well, Darren. Yeah, no, brilliant. Yeah, have a listen. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I had it. I thought I had it, and I can't find it. So, uh, uh, okay. definitely between you know this one, uh, probably mezzanine is one I'd, uh, I'd I'd look to get first. Um, but maybe yeah. I need to give this another listen. I think a pressing, I think even the, there was a repressing of Mezzanine. There was, wasn't I there? Think, I think the first press and the repress are extortionately priced. Right. Um, I'm lucky enough to have one. I've got a first pressing of Mezzanine, but I'm sure they're over well over £100 now for a copy. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Great album. Okay, you've, you've emptied our pockets a bit. What are you going to go with next then? <laughs> right. So it's, I think we've already on this list had a Manic Street Preachers album that Mark suggested. Was that Everything Must yep. Get? Did you put that That's on the one, yeah. Okay, so I've gone with, um, I'll show you for the benefit of you guys, but it's a journal for plague lovers, or journal yeah. for plague lovers, however you want to uh, enunciate. Um, it's not one of their well-known albums. This one came out after the death of Richie, Richie Edwards, uh, 2009, this one, I think. And it's still, Richie's still a big part of it because um, obviously I, I guess you know the story of Richie who went missing but apparently committed suicide and jumped off the bridge um, coming out of Wales. Uh, I've gone blank. A Avon Bridge? Uh, it's now known as the Prince of Wales Bridge. That's right. I knew it changed its name. Yeah. Formerly the Second Seven, formerly the Seven Bridge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I think it was something like 10 or 15 years after his disappearance that they could finally announce him as being dead um, or missing, missing dead, yeah, presumed dead. Um, so this, then, they had access to a whole load of his lyrics that he'd written, just a jumble of lyrics on notes and post-it notes and letters and all sorts of things uh, that were given to the band by the family, by Richie Herbert's family. And they used all of these lyrics to compose every single song on this album. Wow. And you can really tell. You can really tell that it's his... He was very art-orientated, so a lot of poets and a lot of um, ancient, a lot of really old Hollywood films and things like that, plus his own really strong political views. And that all comes across in these lyrics, and they are so good. The band done injustice, without a doubt. So even though there's bigger, com commercially successful Manix albums. This is my favourite. So 
Well worth a listen again if you haven't. What do you guys think of Mark? It's obviously you know, we know what Mark thinks about everything must go, but have you heard this one, Mark? I haven't, but I'll be sure to because um, I, what, what I particularly love love about this is well your um, your kind words there and and giving us a little bit of background on on Richie Edwards. Um, I, I knew about uh, we I heard about what happened to him, but didn't realise he was so into the old Hollywood films as I am and politically minded as I am and. It'll be interesting to, to, to read and listen to those lyrics and his state of mind at the time and uh, um, and and how the guys took words from the grave, as it were, and and put them together mm. as a as as a tribute to him. So for so many reasons, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely be giving this one a listen to. Yeah, definitely. And if you if you are if you love the band anyway, there's a really good book as well written about his disappearance, mm-hmm. um, written in conjunction with his sister. So fully authorized by the family as well, and it's mm-hmm. such a good read. I literally I couldn't put it down cover to cover. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, some of those that he might still be alive and in a kibbutz in Israel, or people have bumped into him in all sorts of strange places, but. Mm. Um, there's also a lot of reasons that he felt uncomfortable and a lot of anxiety and things like that. And yeah, who knows? He's down the, he's down the chip shop with Elvis. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Definitely. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, that 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 the finest, in my view, the finest ever Welsh band. Um, yeah, I've got I've got pretty much all their albums. Um, yeah. On this particular one, I've got the um, the CD with the uh, it's the deluxe deluxe edition with a bonus disc of demos, yeah. which uh, what the band were we did for a couple of years. They they'd always bring out a, a nice book size, um, in a book size case. Yeah, um, I've got a few of those as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, I can't speak highly enough about the Manics. Um, I've seen them live uh, about three times, I think. Um, they actually, um, uh, uh, the, the bass player, he actually, he actually owns a property in my hometown in Tembe. And he's, you know, before lockdown, he was often, you know, seen around the town and he popped into my mate's news agents, um, you know, and, you know, they become, you know, really good, you know, quite good friends really. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're fantastic. And, um. Uh, can't speak highly enough. Um, if you've never, if you've never heard them, then they're a band that you should, you know, should should try and uh, listen to and, and get into. Um, I'd say start off with um, the commercial um, commercial album. Um, Everything must go, um, and uh, you know, take it from there. Um, but and I actually picked up. Few years ago, picked up a load of uh, uh, CDs, early their early CDs, yeah, um, and some um, expensive promo ones. But I paid, a, I think I paid a pound for them all. And I know one of them is is on on Discogs for at least a hundred quid. Um, so yeah, they're probably a band that I, I do collect, um, and I, I love them. They they've done so much to you know to 
bring uh, you know put uh, to take you know Wales to the world really, and um, and they're a very talented set of guys. Um, mm. No airs and graces. Um, um, they, you know, they they know their politics. They they seem to be very well read, and you know very clever. Um, and uh, yeah, that's my view on the manics. I quite agree. I saw them. One of the I, I collect them as well, and they're one of the fans I first saw back in 1992. I think that was on the Generation Terrorist tour, so their debut album, yeah. which is a very heavy album, heavier than any, well, not heavier than anything else they've done. But up there with the album called The Holy Bible as well. Yeah. And I saw them at the Lemon Grove in Exeter. And I was lucky enough for you guys, you'll be able to see this. I managed to meet the whole band and I've got Look three of these, three 12 inches, all signed by the band, including Richie. So wow, that is pri- excellent. possessions of mine there. That is excellent, Darren. Yeah, thank you. Nice yeah. to have. I've just plucked that one off the wall now. That's up on the side. That's a great one. <laughs> Brilliant, Darren. Great, one. Yeah, great band. If, if you haven't heard them out there, worth a listen. Okay, Darren, that's great. So um, how about number 98? Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with what I was going to do originally. Which there were lots and lots of choices I was thinking of putting in here. Uh, but I've gone for, again, a band from the early 90s that were part of my musical upbringing, really. A band called The Wedding Present. Uh, and an album called George Best. Uh, just for you guys, this is a remastered one that they've done. They've redone all the songs recently uh, for the 30th anniversary. Uh, it's a band, they're the band I've seen more than any other band. I must have seen them. I must be into the, probably into the 20s, going right back to the very late 80s. And I've seen them every time they've toured pretty much. Um, this album in particular, is it's just it's iconic not just for the cover not just for mr best on the cover but iconic because of the tunes um very this was back in the day they've done some tuneful stuff lately but this is back in the day where people used to love them or hate them a lot of people would consider them tuneless but some of the guitar riffs were outstanding and mr gedge on guitar used to make his hands bleed and there'd be strings popping everywhere really hard stuff and there's songs on here like Everyone Thinks He Looks Daft, A Million Miles, My Favourite Dress. My Favourite Dress is an iconic tune. Uh, anyone Can Make a Mistake. It's just, for me, classic after classic there. Never been overly commercial. They've had their fans and they've had their haters and a lot of people who've never heard of them at all. And it's nice to throw in that George Best connection as well. Oh, nice wow. segue. Hey, have I shared that photo with you? Um, I believe it was on our last. It was on our last podcast cover. Yes, you have. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Right. Sitting on George Best's lap. I was showing him something I found at work just this week. He was very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many moons ago, at the age of eleven. I've got this album. Uh, I've got the limited edition on green vinyl. Nice. Yeah, love it. Fantastic. I think I've got a. A 10-inch album version as well. They released a box about, I think it was about to celebrate the 10th anniversary of it, actually. Um, pretty hard now and pricey to get hold of, but a box of 10-inch, 10-inch EPs, if you like, that make up the album. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. That's excellent. Anyone else got any experience with any other wedding present albums? 
No. I, 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 I pass on this. Um, okay. Uh, I haven't got any wedding present, I'm sad to say. But I did give the album a listen when I were, had a bit of time on my hands a few weeks ago. And um, I, I did, I think I got to about track three. Uh, and then for some reason I was distracted. But yeah, I, I mean, certainly the, the first track, everyone thinks he looks daft, very catchy. So uh, yeah, I think I need to go back and I really want to get that album because I love the cover. Yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. yeah. I think I mentioned a track on the album to Mark recently, which was Shatner. And I think he got completely the wrong impression of what I was talking about with the Irish, um, the Irish twang. But it's actually William Shatner, not <laughs> not the other, not the other thing, Mark. Is that right? I'm pleading the Fifth Amendment on that one. <laughs> Might be safest. Yeah. Um, yeah if, William, William Shatner is actually an artist in himself. Yeah. 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 Albums. Yeah. yeah. His Rocket Man's iconic, isn't it? It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's another word for yeah. shite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's an artist. He's a piss artist. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know. I like William Shatner. He's not afraid of turning his hand in on him, is he? <laughs> and he's he's Canadian as well. Yeah. And everybody knows the Canadians. I didn't know he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's from uh, Montreal. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, let's let's move on now. We've got a couple to go, and then that'll be the end of season one. So there's a band that I'm putting in here on... Uh, um, I know it's going to cause a bit of controversy. Uh, the band is ZZ Top, who are probably known for their misogynistic pop songs of the 80s. Uh, but I'm putting in... Tres Hombres, which they had a life before they hit the 80s, where it was very much um, that uh, rock, country rock, whatever you want to describe it. Three three guys generating a lot of music. They they earned their uh, sort of their, their way up to the stop, doing all of the small bars, working their way up and building up. And they've got some outstanding albums. In fact, before they hit the 80s. Um, they had one, two, three, four, five, six albums um, released in the 70s. So fairly prolific. And it was only towards the end when they went, they produced Degalio, I think it's pronounced. Um, they started getting a little bit chipper, a little bit more poppier, uh, and then into El Loco, which when they start introducing some more sort of keyboard sounds, and then we get into Eliminator, which is where we get into the the, the, the big hot rod cars, the sunglasses and the MTV videos uh, and, and Afterburner and, and Recycler. But if you go back, one of my, you know, I, I, I could easily put in their first album or which is just the ZZ Top first album, um, Rio Grande Mud and then Tres Hombres and then you got Fandango and you've got all of this powerful music and probably a chance just to talk a little bit about the, the future. And when we move on to season two, you know, the format we're just tying down. I think what we're going to be doing is each coming up with recommendations where we're going to pick a particular subject and genre. And I think one of those uh, one of those podcasts, we're probably going to do three piece bands. And for me, it'd be hard not to put ZZ Top in as one of those bands. Um, so I'm going to ask Mark, 
have you got any uh, familiarity with ZZ Top? I don't know if they were around when you were growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> so um, ZZ Top for me, yeah, they, con- they conjure up images of uh, two guys with beards, one guy with a moustache, kind of redneck, Midwest, US of A. Um, had had songs about women that were pretty derogatory, I would say. Yeah. Um, like legs and give me all your love, give me all your love and not so much so, but legs. And uh, and then I remember sharp dressed man as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I never I was never attracted to them for that very reason. Not not that I'm kind of like um all for you know I'm you know burning my feminist bra here but I like to stand up for the yeah. female species and, and I, I just couldn't get into ZZ Top at all but I will uh, in the spread of the podcast listen the Tres Hombres I'll give it a go I'll give it a go they must have been going through some kind of midlife crisis I think in the 80s uh, I mean they were very commercial and <laughs> the videos were incredible uh, I, I couldn't watch them with my mum and dad I just couldn't. I, mean, I would have been 10, 11 at the time. And then, um, you know, when ZZ Top came on, I was sitting there going, oh, Christ, there's only, you know, it's like watching, I remember once watching a, a program that came on on RTE2, and it was about condoms. Oh, my God. And in, in, in Catholic Irish Ireland, that was just, oh, you know, that was the, that was the work of the devil. Uh, so, yeah, ZZ Top, uh, I would have been probably put off for two reasons. One, I wasn't keen on their music in the 80s, uh, and I wasn't keen on their image. But as I said, I'll give I'll give Tres Hombres a go, mate, look, look, because it, it's you, Dave. It, look, it's, it's blues rock before they found the coke and, and uh, a different life, and they obviously took to it very well because I'm sure it's paid <laughs> for a very good future for them. And, and Yeah, absolutely. And with the great... How do you organise it where you've got all of those... You've got two guys with the beards, but the... The drummer who doesn't have a beard is called Frank Beard. Yeah, class. Um, Alan, familiar to you? Uh, this album isn't. Um, I, I think I, I definitely bought Eliminator at the time in the eighties. Yeah, eighty three, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, they're uh, they were one of those bands who I, I guess were just right for you know the MTV kind of audience then and you needed a slick video to get on there and I think that's how you know you know a lot of people have, have actually come to ZZ Top um, uh, you know it, it was just the, the, the way that the, um, the commercial uh, way in which the music business um, sold a lot of records in those days and and um, and then you know a few years later when CD when CD CD players hit the market um I've, I've i couldn't couldn't i could don't think i could name another zz top album apart from eliminator uh but again based on dave's uh, recommendation um you know quite often with a lot of bands you know you go back to their the first second third albums it's yeah. surprising um so many times those albums turn out to be the best in their repertoire yeah um yeah. And um, you know you can say that you know, certainly with a lot of bands. So you know, Dave's recommendation: go back and have a listen to the whole thirty-three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I might have a listen this evening. 
Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it up, you swig a beer, and you could almost be in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take us to the, the last one. So um, Fila Kuti. Uh, so I suppose for me, my arrival into Afrobeat, you know, it's been around, we probably hear it a lot. I, I would have listened to a bit of OCB, sir, and always enjoyed it. And then a number of years ago, I actually saw a wonderful band in, in, in Iceland at the Airwaves Music Festival. And I think the band's name is Samuel John Samuelson. And it was just where you had these cycles. You, you had, uh, I think, probably 12 people playing brass. And then there might be someone playing some drums and there'd be someone else singing. So you've got a stage full of people um, and you just get into this trance-like dancing. It's fantastic. It's just wonderful times on there. Um, you know, Fila Kuti, he was around for, for, for quite a while. He took himself off to the States. I think he met Malcolm X when he was in the States and before returning back to Nigeria um, where he founded this sort of commune and there was a bit of this interesting documentary which I think you'll find is still around on Sky Arts uh, around all of that time and you just see him uh, and, his, and the, the life he led but the music was also a way of life for them. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar at all with Afrobeat, Mark, if that's something that you've come across. Um, so I, I, sorry, Alan, do you want to go first? No, no, Mark, I thought you, I was um, just filling in, thinking that you, you weren't there. Yeah, no, sorry, I was, I was on I was on mute. Uh, Paddy spotted a, a magpie in the garden, so he was going a bit rash. Um So I had to go on mute. Um, I have to thank a mate of mine called Matt Gardner. He got he got me onto world music, um, back when I was doing my masters in ninety nine two thousand, and I I have to say, I didn't come across Fela Kuti, but I will give this a listen because I do rather enjoy something a little bit different, especially of African origin. Um, I, I I'm guilty as charged when it comes to uh, narrowing my my views towards more Western music, uh, but but I have dabbled in world music, especially from the African continent. Um, I do love the likes of the Soweto Gospel Choir. I've been to see them a few times at the at the Fringe, the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, but no, I am I am ignorant to this guy, and I, I I really like to give this a bash. I'd like to give it a listen. Can you get it on vinyl? That's the question. You, some you can, some some come out um, now and again, um, get re-released. Uh, there's certainly one. I think his one of his originals came out as part of a record store last day uh, last year, which which I managed to pick up. Um, and I'm just trying to remember the name of the uh, drummer who died last only last year. Um, who he he was in his own bands, but he he drummed a lot with. Uh, with Fela Kuti, um, Tony Allen. So I think there's quite a lot of talk. It got a lot, quite a lot of airtime. Uh, yeah, it's the middle of last year, I think, wasn't it, when he died? So you know, he's got a reputation of his own. He's well known for having worked with a lot of artists in in the UK as well. On there, so um, look, Afrobeat's not for everyone, um, but it expands your your repertoire here with your with all your uh, hundred albums. And I think that's the whole idea, isn't it? The idea of sharing the music like this is that we get to try something and 
And if you try 10 things and you find one artist that you enjoy out of it, then that's a bonus. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah. Just really, it's quite sad. The, um, just reading about, uh, he's yep. quite, uh, quite a vocal guy in terms of criticizing the Nigerian government. Yeah. Well, the documentary is very uh, powerful, but yeah, standing up to him, you, he, he knew he was putting himself in the crosshairs of the government, yeah. um, which was a very hard dictatorship. And um, as a result, his, mo- his, his mother was murdered. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's thought that because he spoke out, um, that's why his mum was murdered. That's sad. Um, very much is. I, I recognise the cover. Um, I'm sure this is um, available, very readily available on vinyl. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know not much about his music at all. I don't think I have any Afrobeat, uh, but I definitely recognise the cover, so I wouldn't be surprised. Quite a short album, 25 minutes. Yeah, um, it's one, one yeah. long track, isn't it, or two tracks? So oh, it's... right. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, want to check. So, guys, that brings us to 100 albums in the Hollywood Hollywood 100. We made it. Woohoo! Yeah, well done. Yeah. We did it. Well done, we everyone. Did it. Who'd have thought we'd ever get there? <laughs> what a sauce. Not many. In fact, interestingly, since the time we started podcast 15 and 16, which was split over the last one, this one, Paul McCartney brought an album out. That's <laughs> true, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I never. Yeah, it's, it's, since we started this, uh, man has landed on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least we've got loads more stuff to listen to, haven't we? Yeah, we, we do indeed. We yeah. do indeed. That's for sure. We'll never run out. out. Never, ever, 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 ever run out. Well, your, no. bank, your bank balance That's will first. Thing. Your, your bank balance will run out first. <laughs> oh yes, boy. <laughs> well, there was a lot of free music around, David. Yeah, yeah. If you were that way inclined. But we we do support the artists, hence we talk about vinyl. Yes, we do. <laughs> here, here. Which is good. Well, thank you oh, very good. much for your time, guys. It's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. I have to say, like, I've been I've been I've been waiting for this final episode, and um, just to thank you three especially. Um, it's it's made lockdown and the, the, this whole pandemic chaos uh, a lot easier to deal with so thank you very much and I'd, I'd really like to thank some of the listeners i know i called out uh i might have mentioned them a few times uh through, throughout the the podcast we've had i'd like i'd like to say a big shout out and a thank you to my aunt Irene. god bless her for listening in and i'm dedicating the show if you don't mind to my mum my dad my, and my uncle martin uh, who, who recently passed away. So big shout out to them. And I thank you to some of the other listeners like Matt, who I mentioned there, uh, Neil, uh, Jenny Kerr, if she's ever listening in. Hi, Jenny. I'm always here. And, uh, and Claire, a very good friend of mine in, in Dundee. Um, so, so thanks thanks to listen to our inane drivel stroke shite <laughs> for, for, over, uh, over the past few months. Speak for yourself, uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> They're still uh, listening. There must be something in it. Yeah, something. Alan's actually got Alan. It's a feedback from various individuals. Uh, Alan's got a fan club. I, I can't believe. Oh, who's that? Who's that guy? Who's the, who's the one that 
shows his vinyls that we can't see because <laughs> it's a podcast. Oh, that's Alan. Alan, yeah. yeah. He's very intelligent in some ways, but a wee bit slow on others. <laughs> <laughs> you put that on your CV. Hey. <laughs> he loves yeah. filofaxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Frank. thanks, guys. Franklin, yeah. Franklin Covey. Franklin. We're not plugging them. Okay, look, we're, we'll bring this season to an end. But look out for season two. We're going to revamp, rebrand, and come back with a, a change in format, as we alluded to earlier on. Um, I think we'll be looking for any of our listeners to put some recommendations in for different topics and subjects um, that we can find some choices on um, going forwards. But for today, let's say thank you very much to everyone and see you next season. Yeah, see you guys. Cheers, guys. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. And it's good night from you.